Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the podcast. So today's topic came to me in a funny moment. I was, uh, I was not prepared for this, this idea, but it hit me nonetheless. And I wanted to share it with you because I want to know if you agree with the thesis. Do you agree with the idea that laziness and busyness are two sides of the same coin? Do both chronic lazy people and chronic busy people suffer from the same common affliction? And my thesis is that the same connection between laziness and busyness is a lack of discipline. So it's a tale as old as time. The busy people furiously running around, scowling at the lazy people, lounging around, Look at those lazy, useless slackers, thinks the active person. I don't know how they live with themselves. Meanwhile, the lazy person looks up from their TV show just long enough to think, wow, those people need to relax. They need to chill. All that rushing around. And for what? Both sides sit in judgment of the other. Yet... They have more in common than meets the eye. They are two sides of the same rusted coin. If only the busy person slowed down enough to see their shared roots with the couch potato, they disparage. And alas, self-reflection is hard when you're oh so busy. And as the Zen master once said, You judge others for the flaws you share the most. Now, if only someone would pass those wisdom nuggets on to the busy bees of the world with their morning triple shot espresso, but the lazy folk know that no better than to come between a busy body and their bustle. And so the comedy continues. Now, listen, at first glance, laziness and busyness appear opposite. But looking deeper, both concepts originate from a common root cause, which is a lack of discipline. I'm going to prove that to you. I'm going to attempt to convince you that this is a true thesis. But I want to remind you, I want you to be comfortable disagreeing with me if you so feel. I want to get another perspective because I've got this locked in my mind and I've shared it with groups that I've worked with. I've shared it with other teams and no one can dispute this unorthodox view of busyness and laziness. Now, both laziness and busyness represent a lack of intentionality in how we spend our time and energy and neither is inherently productive It's a discipline that reflects effort towards what's truly important. And the lazy path, it's easy to recognize how a lack of discipline enables laziness. With no drive or structure and moderation, lazy people fill their time with mindless entertainment, simple tasks, or aimless busyness to avoid more challenging priorities. Does this sound familiar? 
Laziness manifests itself when we lack self-control and give in to instant gratification. Any of you jump on social media and before you know it, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour have just poof, disappeared. And without discipline, we float through the day, grazing on snacks and social media, accomplishing very little. We avoid discomfort in favor of shallow leisure. Wow. And procrastination. I know some of you are probably afflicted with the disease of procrastination and it's laziness in delayed form. Putting off effort today for a quick relief leading to time crunches tomorrow. Ever study last minute for that exam? And discipline defeats procrastination through better time management and preventing distractions. Now, the hurried path, surprisingly busyness, also indicates scattershot discipline. Just because the day gets packed with activity does not mean the efforts are focused or producing value. Busy people is not the same as being productive. And a constant state of busyness suggests difficulty distinguishing, get this, the urgent from the important. Because if everything's important or if everything's urgent, nothing is. An essential but not critical task like planning get crowded out by overly active urgency. And the frenzy of busyness conceals, yes, a lack of thoughtful discipline. Excessive work hours, emails, meetings, and multitasking produce diminishing returns. Being too busy to build strategic focus becomes a badge of honor. And I know some of you wear that badge proudly. I'm so busy. I've got a lot going on. But get this, busyness masks the inability to manage your energy or the inability to set boundaries or just filter the noise that's around you. A disciplined person, the disciplined path of developing discipline requires first acknowledging how a lack of discipline manifests in lazy and hurried tendencies. Discipline means actively structuring days for optimal energy management and measurable progress toward meaningful goals. Is this resonating? Are you getting what I'm putting down? And expressly, disciplined people set positive daily routines, like waking early to focus on the top priority first before distractions accumulate. They build habits to conserve willpower, reducing the need for motivation. And disciplined people modulate busy work with strategic project time. These people avoid overcommitting time and coordinate calendars to protect focus. Daily reflection and weekly planning ensure effort targets the moving the needle that is most important. And discipline requires, well, it, it requires recognizing when busyness becomes an exhausting distraction from progress. And we all know those people who look busy, but don't seem to produce much at all. And it gives the power to say no. Discipline gives you the 
power to just say no, to limit interruptions, to delegate lower priorities, and pause when your energy wanes. Actual productivity stems not just from the intensity of effort, but the intentionality of it. And both laziness and busyness, get this, are self-sabotaging without discipline's direction. Meaningful work. Meaningful work flows naturally by developing personal strategies to structure days around your priorities. Progress no longer depends on momentary motivation, but follows from purposeful discipline. Now, I promised you something really cool. I'm going to give you a couple of examples and let me know which ones you resonate. So the first one is about John. John has a habit. Well, he has a really bad habit of repeatedly hitting snooze on his alarm clock daily. And as a result, he often rushes to work late with no time for breakfast or exercise. And once at work, John is distracted by checking social media and news sites instead of working on the project proposal that John must complete. He keeps putting it off while aimlessly browsing the web. John's lack of discipline around waking up on time and avoiding distractions leads to an unproductive, lazy day. I think you can relate to John in this example. Now, let me give you a little less common example that might, well, just surprise you a little bit. This is the busyness example. Maggie frantically spends her day in a flurry of activity but gets little substantive work done. She hurries through several back-to-back meetings, leaving no time to prepare appropriately. Maggie says yes to every request and skips breaks to keep plowing through emails that pile up. And at the end of the long day, she's exhausted, realizing she did not make headway on her high-priority tasks. Maggie's excessive busyness masks her lack of discipline to manage her time and set boundaries on requests. And even it prevents her from focusing on her essential priorities. So what's the psychology behind this? What is the, what is the science behind this thesis that I'm sharing with you in this podcast? So psychologically, laziness provides short-term pleasure-seeking and avoidance of discomfort. We're avoiding the discomfort of doing the things we dislike. And the lazy brain craves immediate gratification and diversion from tasks requiring mental effort. The brain is lazy. It does not like to burn mental calories. And this thinking leads to impulsive behavior like binge watching shows or scrolling on your phone endlessly in order to get those dopamine hits from the people that like your posts. And procrastination stems from a desire to relieve the inner anxiety caused by anticipated effort on challenging tasks. Now, what's the psychology of the opposite? So conversely, the psychology of busyness is rooted in social approval and avoiding inner discomfort. Keeping constantly busy feeds the ego's desire to feel productive and necessary. Being able to say, I feel swamped, paints an important self-image. 
Staying in the motion keeps difficult emotions and existential questions at bay that arise during stillness. We don't have to listen to ourselves. We don't have to have that negative self-talk because we're so busy. And excessive busyness can also be a shield for perfectionists who derive identity because being so busy justifies dropping balls. I've just got a lot on my plate right now. I'm so important. And psychologically, laziness and busyness give the mind and ego instant gratification while blocking the deeper fulfillment. Powerful, right? So what are the reasons? Why do people do this? Why do people live this way? And folks, I'm not saying that we aren't all busy or lazy from time to time. We are. I'm talking about when this becomes a chronic pattern in your life, and this is how you operate on a regular or routine basis. So here are some additional reasons why busy leaders may justify doing tasks themselves rather than delegating to their teams. Because we all know it's just easier to do it myself, right? It's just easier to pile all the work on my plate and let me consume it minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. So here's the first reason we hold on to things ourselves. The first one is control. Busy leaders may feel they can complete tasks better or faster than their teams. And by taking on work themselves, they maintain control and ensure things get done to their standards. However, this can indicate a lack of trust in the team's abilities. I've seen cases where the team just lets the boss do all the work. She's going to do it her way anyway. Might as well just let her do it. So the first reason is control. Listen to the second reason, perfectionism. Perfectionism means delegating, uh, letting go of perfect execution. You have to let go of what you think might be perfect. And when you delegate, you're accepting the risk that it may not be done by your definition of perfect. And busy leaders may subconsciously believe that they are the only ones capable of flawless work. And their perfectionistic tendencies make it hard to release tasks. Now, here's a little secret about perfectionism. Do you know what psychosis correlates highly with perfectionism? If you didn't know this, if you look this up, imposter syndrome correlates very highly with perfectionism. In other words, we don't see ourselves very uh positively. And by overcoming it with perfectionism, we get to take a little bit of that inner stress off of ourselves. So we talked about control. We talked about perfectionism. Another reason we don't let go is micromanagement. Closely related to control and perfectionism, micromanagers stay busy doing their team's work to maintain authority. I want to be the boss. I want to be the, the person that puts out all the fires. Well, you know what I teach leaders? Stop putting out fires and start hunting the arsonists within your organization. Look for the people who start the fires rather than putting out the fires yourself. And remember, this idea of micromanagement prevents empowering teams to handle responsibilities independently. You get what you deserve because you're doing the work for them. So another reason we don't delegate is a lack of clarity. 
Leaders may retain tasks because they have not clearly defined expectations or provided adequate training to set the team members up for success. And unclear delegating leads to poor follow-through. So they don't, they don't delegate because they don't know what they want themselves. I heard a leader one time say, I don't know what I want, but I'll tell you if I like it when I see it. That is a lack of clarity from the leader. So here's another reason we hold on to things ourselves. We are afraid. Fear. Leaders may fear being perceived as unessential or incompetent if they don't stay swamped. Delegating could expose those vulnerabilities. So we talked about control, we talked about perfectionism, we talked about micromanagement, we talked about a a lack of clarity, and we talked about fear. The last one is big, folks. This is one I see often in the leaders I coach. The reason they don't delegate, the reason they hold on to work themselves and present themselves as busy all the time is their ego. Handing off tasks threatens leaders' egos and sense of superiority. Their self image relies on being the expert doer, not empowering others. Wow. So let's recap the list. We don't delegate because we want to maintain control. We don't delegate because we're struggling with perfectionism. We don't delegate because we are micromanagers. We don't delegate because we haven't clearly identified what we want. We don't know what we want. We don't delegate because we're afraid, fear, We don't delegate because our ego may get threatened by letting someone else get the spotlight of doing the work first or even better than you would do it yourself. That's the ego talking. So essentially, I'm too busy can be a subconscious defense mechanism when leaders lack management skills or emotional readiness to build an empowered or independent team. And at first glance, Laziness and excessive busyness appear opposites, but upon closer examination, they often rise from the same root, a lack of discipline and intentionality. And neither busyness nor laziness inherently leads to productivity and meaning. It is the discipline that directs our energies with purpose and structure. And without it, laziness manifests as distraction and avoidance of effort. Meanwhile, busyness becomes a scattershot frenzy, lacking strategy, lacking boundaries. Psychologically, laziness and busyness stems from the same short-term gratification of seeking and discomfort avoidance. And lasting fulfillment, get this, requires the mindful discipline to focus on efforts that matter most, focusing on what matters most. And when we operate intentionally, neither burdened by chaos or prone to apathy, we can make the most of our precious time and talents. By recognizing the everyday driver beneath laziness and busyness, we actually gain power over our days and our lives. You know, I tell people often that, you know, this, this, this thing that was taught to us generationally, you know, my generation, Gen X was taught that you're always supposed to look busy. 
But I want you to think about what that robs you of as a leader. If you're busy all the time, people are afraid to approach you. If, if you're busy all the time, people are afraid that you won't show genuine interest in their problems or challenges. So I want you to tell me, do you agree with this thesis or do you disagree? And if you disagree, please tell me why. I want to learn from your thinking. I want to learn from what's in your mind. Let me know if you disagree that busyness and laziness grow from the same root of a lack of discipline. Now, if you haven't already done so, I want you to subscribe to this podcast so that you get notices every time I drop a new episode. And if you want to interact with me, if you want to ask me a question, if you want to dig deeper, if you want to suggest a topic, go to www.johngrubbs.com. That is J-O-H-N-G-R-U-B-B-S.com. You can interact with me there. You can ask me a question. I'll even give you a free gift if you go to johngrubbs.com. You can have a free copy of one of my leadership books. It is a book that sells for $20 on Amazon. And people say, John, why do you give your book away? Why do you do that when it sells on Amazon? Well, you just gave me the most precious gift one human can give another, and that is your time. And in exchange for your time, I'm willing to give you that book as my gift to you. I want you to remember that this podcast is for people crazy enough to think differently, crazy enough to operate in a lifetime of positive discomfort, crazy enough to go against the grain, to move against the crowd, to go where others fear, because this podcast is for people crazy enough to win. Until next time.